This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. All right. Welcome in to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. Dan does a pretty good job with that uh, that intro we have there. I love listening to it. The, he, the, you remember when um, when movie trailers had a right, voice the, in a world that guy? Yeah. Do you think? Well, first of all, do you think it was one guy who had the market cornered, or do you think there might have been? I think it was one guy who had the market cornered because it was the same in a I, world. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy the whole time. It was always a guy. Yeah. And I have noticed now if I if I go to show someone a movie trailer and it starts that way, I immediately get panicked to tell them like, no, 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 trust me. It's a That's good movie. That's where this stems from. Cause you oh, showed right. me a movie trailer probably three days ago and yes. it started out with Denzel Washington is, and I was thinking, I don't know. Uh, I'm out. I think I'm out. I think but, I'm out. <laughs> you know, you ever think like that person was probably thinking like, wow, I have the, be-. he was probably, well, I have the best job in the world. Yeah. This, this job will never go away. So long as movies are being made. I just assume he talks like that all the time. All the time. I mean, he definitely does it like at bars and stuff to pick up women. But for I think sure, it was right? like a sudden drop off. Like I don't think it trickled out. I think oh, no. it went from in world to just like the inception like noise instead yeah, that for is every a good, trailer. Do, is there a thing now with trailers that are different, like distinctly different? I think I think they always end, especially if it's an uh like a a superhero movie, like a continuation. I think it always ends with like it'll say when the movie's coming out and but no voice. And it'll right? be like the end, and then there'll be like one more last quick scene, and it's like this like what? Like crazy yeah, yeah. thing. Uh but no, no voice. Yeah, I mean the guy was absolutely probably like living like probably to every dime. He was probably spending every dime because he couldn't see a world. There's no end it's he like, couldn't see a world. In a world where I have no money. <laughs> like the guy What do you think he does now? There's got to be an app that he can like narrate. Your Man, book. I was so hoping that you were going to tell us that you you looked it up. No, but should we, we should do an episode on that guy. Maybe we can get a hold of him. Think we can interview him? Oh my god, he would need. He probably needs to. Oh man! All right. But what I'm if he gonna... did the whole interview in that voice? I think I would tap out pretty quick. I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> well, do you have another voice? Because I can't. I can't." Do we know he can do that voice for longer than a thirty second to sixty second clip? Maybe that's all he can talk, actually, 60 seconds. Well, anyway, that's Rodney. I'm Chet. Lyndon's not here this week, but we are down the hall podcast. We are here because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. So here we are, sifting through Netflix and HBO and Amazon and all that stuff to try to find you a movie night pick every single week. And we actually have one for you tonight. We also have a few things in the news I thought we would get to, including the thing that we said we talked about last week, which was the sailing of Titanic 2, which we will get to. Uh, also, you promised this time? Also, uh, the actor who plays uh, Mr. Feeney in Boy Meets World stopped at Burgerly. We'll get to that as well. Uh, Netflix. Stop. Oh. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Netflix is uh, buying theaters rapidly and, and plans to have movies released in theaters. We'll talk about that. Uh, maybe a few other things, but first... Rodney, we have to talk about a Netflix show. Before we get to our movie of the week, we have wow. to talk about a Netflix show. A Netflix show. Yeah, something happened tonight. So you, you, um, so I was planning on, we were planning on recording a lot earlier than, than we're, than, than we are right now. And that's mostly my fault because 
I mean, I, well, to be home. fair, we, we, we didn't have any real reason to record it at any given time. Typically, we either have plans to go out and do something or, you know, somebody's got to go somewhere. I mean, it's just a Friday night. But but I but we said, you know, I said we would, you know, whatever. So we had we had a time in mind and I I was home and I was eating dinner and I was going to, you know, head over. And uh and I I fell into a wormhole. A Netflix wormhole, which are in my estimation the most dangerous of all types of wormholes that that there are. And it's a show, Rodney, that I can't believe I never would have ever thought that I would watch this. I can't believe that I'm watching this show, but it has me. I'm hooked. What is the show? Bojack Horseman. This is wild. Can I can I tell you my um my exposure to this show, like how it started? Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure no one's hearing about Bojack Horseman for the first time right now. But if if they yeah, are, maybe some. If they are, it's a show that is on Netflix. Netflix is original. it heavily promoted though on Netflix? Because I've seen it in like weird so. like Netflix screensavers. But that's what I, it is. I always felt like it wasn't that feature. But anyway, keep going. Five seasons. So that's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw this this uh, article recently from a, uh, like an online magazine I, I subscribe to. And it said, Bojack Horseman is still the funniest, saddest, best show you're not watching. And I read that and I thought, well, part of that's true. I know I'm not watching it. Mm-hmm. So maybe the other parts of it are true too. Maybe mm-hmm. it is the funniest, saddest, best show that I'm not watching. Let me... I was trying to think of the best way to describe it. So it is, it's like Bob's Burgers in the, in sort of the animation style. Yeah. It is a comedy. Yeah. But it's certainly a drama comedy. Okay. A dramedy. Yeah. Okay. Can Which I, is an interesting mix, right? Because I feel like cartoons, I mean, they, they, I feel like they are heavy comedy if they're for adults, right? This is hev- This is equal parts comedy and it's almost like a dark comedy. Because I can't think of... Like Bob's Burgers, which I love, which you know took me a while to come around to actually trying, but great show, great writing, great episodes, all of that, and like maybe some drama, but still predominantly comedy. There's Family Guy, but like anything that I think of animation that's designed for adults, it's primarily comedy. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I do like it is. It is. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this show, and I've tried and failed trying to describe it to you. It's certainly not a show that I thought I would ever watch, but let me... Can I read a few lines from this this article? I think it does a good job yeah. explaining what it is, because I did circle back to it. So this this comes from Relevant Magazine. It's written by um, Joshua Pease, and it says, The best episode of BoJack Horseman's new season almost entirely consists of a one-shot, 20-minute monologue. Midway through, BoJack, voiced by Will Arnett, so... Will Arnett and Aaron Paul produced the show. Aaron Paul, best known as Jesse Pinkman from mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. He says, uh, this, is, this is a quote from Bojack. Everything I learned about being good, I learned from TV. Bad characters are redeemed with one grand gesture of goodness, but life doesn't work like that. You have to be good every day. This quote captures the tragic beating heart of Bojack Horseman, television's preeminent cartoon about a super depressed talking horse. Season one took time to find its footing as most shows do and lost potential viewers as a result. But since then Bojack has become the most confident, audacious and experimental show on television. And here's the one part I want you to read. I want you to hear Rodney. Imagine if Mad Men's Don Draper existed in the world of arrested development. That has been our leading man. Bojack uh, has Ben's nineties sitcom star who can be at times charming, abusive, funny, talented, and a total train wreck of a person. Bojack Horseman has featured plot lines about abortion, overdosing, school shootings, sexual abuse, depression, and cyclical family dysfunction. 
and it contains a complete cast of flawed characters. I'll stop reading at that point, but it's just such a uh, fascinating show. It is hilarious. It's very funny, very cleverly written. Each episode does continue into the next, so it's this ongoing story, which is also not typical mm-hmm. of cartoon shows. Right, like you, you, you kind of, you're saying this show you really should watch. You like have to watch from the beginning. Day. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I watched an episode, one of the episodes I watched tonight, there was a callback to a character who I forgot about was from like season one. Okay. So I'm now in season three. I... I gotta be honest, like I, it's, it takes a little while to get used to it. It's, it's animals and humans interacting together as like in society, all, all the same, like, you know, he's a horse, literally a horse. Um, but I think the last thing I'll say is it, what sold me was the talent behind it, like the cast, Will Arnett, Alison Brie, Aaron Paul. Is Aaron Paul a voice? Yeah. One of the main voices. Wow. Same, same with Will Arnett, obviously. Does, Does he do the thing that he always does in, uh, like I, he has such a distinct voice, it's hard for me to picture him being. No, he's he's is great. He a human. Oh, really? He's, is he a human, he's a human character. character. Yeah, okay. Kristen Shaw is in this. Patton Oswalt, um, Remy Malek, uh, J.K. Simmons, Lake Bell. I mean, and then there's a lot of like one-off appearances. Um, Stanley Tucci's in it. Uh, ben Schwartz, uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's it's fantastic. I, I know we are a primarily movie podcast, and we're now up on the nine minute mark. And we haven't gotten there, but man, it 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 sucked me in. I feel like we could kind of step outside I, of our our uh, yeah no our zone I, listen, here. It, well, we're saying we're doing a new format, which just means that we are com- giving ourselves less handcuffs, right? Going in, and you had started to tell me about this earlier, and you have fully. You have fully like convinced me to watch it. Okay, like and that's, you know, not something I I I would tell you if if that wasn't the case. I am very interested in watching this, um, probably primarily because of everything that you just said. I think the sense of comedy plus drama that's you know in in both of it. I think Netflix does do a good job, and I, there's something about these shows like um, animated shows too that commit so much to great voice actors that i don't know makes it like another fun experience to like to know who it is that's speaking i don't know i don't know if you feel that way i do and before we move on i'll leave you with this great line from one of the episodes of bojack horseman it had the girl who plays phoebe from friends she was uh, she plays lisa kudrow and they're breaking up there she's dating bojack horseman they're breaking up was that it was a trivia right that was a trivia question did i get uh, it right yeah it's nice and uh bojack says you know well now now you know who i am and and so now you know now we're breaking up and she says wow I guess when you wear rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. I was like, "That there you go, boy, Jack Horseman. You just yeah, no, that's I, that's, I, that's, you, that's reality." We we got to move on though. I just I I hope that people sounds give it a very chance. well, uh, like very well written. Are you ready to get into tonight's movie of the week? Yeah, I'm actually I'm a little bit split wanting to actually watch the show though. Well, let's do it. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, Rado, you have tonight's movie night pick. I will go ahead and say that this one is also available on Netflix. So uh, real easy find for you guys. Uh, Rodney, why don't you tell us what it's all about? Uh, so Spectacular Now is a coming-of-age movie that features um, Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. Uh, so this was like an independent movie back in... 2013. 2013, thank you. Um at which point Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley were very much unknown actors and actresses. Which is, uh, which is crazy because right now, I mean, not crazy, but it's, it's funny to think about because both are so advanced in their careers now. Right. And I think when I first watched this movie. Or established in their careers. I, 
I anticipated like just from the outset and the style that it's going to be a very slow, potentially boring movie. Um, but the acting itself really carries this movie. I think it's impossible to me um, to think of someone who would watch this and not find their performances very captivating and drawing. I mean, it's the story of, you know, I mean, both of them are kind of going through different things and coming um, of age, high school. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, dealing with kind of a strange father and, you know, a romantic relationship together. Um, but I think in this movie, it was not hard. It, like, if you know that this is one of their first movies, each of them, like, it's not hard to see why people probably were like, oh, these are two future stars. If it came out today, it would be way more popular than it did yeah, in like it w- because right, of them because right, of them right and like it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an indie movie we would consider this a, a netflix hidden gem that mm. you may have heard of before i don't know but it is fantastic coming of age movie yeah uh, it kind of feels like almost like a, a throwback of sorts um and there's some comedy to it as well i like yeah. both of them a lot well and i think like miles teller has a weird i mean he's not one even though i've seen him kind of play the role of like leading man in certain which is he doesn't he doesn't strike me as overly convincing but i mean he seems to to fill the role really well but what he does do incredibly well i feel like in all his roles is he does have a great sense of comedy so if you uh don't take rodney's word for it uh rotten tomatoes gave it a 92 percent. well yeah that doesn't surprise me because it's yeah. it's that good so and what did you what'd you give it uh, i gave 10? it an eight eight yeah it's yeah. an eight for me as well yeah, yeah. i think it's 7.1 right now on netflix which on netflix imdb you mean I yeah. do mean IMDb. <laughs> I mean, it might be a seven point. I don't know how they there, how you would convert yeah. their rating system. But seven point one is a good score, though. On that seven point one is a pretty good score. I yeah. mean, I would actually anticipate it being higher. Um, but I mean, so it's not. It, it's probably not very easy to to top the sevens in so general. I saw this movie when it came out, or maybe a year after it came out, mm-hmm. and so it's been since then that since I've watched it. But I I would imagine that if I were to watch it again, I would I would rate it even higher. It feels like a movie. That because I I remember it so fondly yeah I, it it stuck with me it's yeah. not there's so many movies you watch and they just kind of fade into that nothingness right I feel like the, like the movies that stick out the most to me are the ones that are so 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 bad like Lucy was one of the worst movies mm-hmm. I, I've literally ever seen and the, or the movies that I, sucks I, or that like, those stick out so much, or like so. the Lion King right those are like one of the best movies I've ever seen so like, yeah. you have the polar opposites but then there is this sort of amorphous sort of middle ground mm-hmm. where you know. You, you're in the gas station, they have a DVD rack and you see a movie and you're like, oh, I remember that movie. Weird. Yeah. And it's like, right. it does fades into nothingness. But yeah. this, this is one that despite the fact that I only saw it one time in 2014, I remember it. I always look to see if it's accessible. It finally is. I've thought about it so fondly that I'm, I'm really excited we're talking about it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, so uh, have you ever heard of The Moth? So it's a podcast, but the it's- mafia? The the mafia as well different topic the moth yeah we yeah, went to moth. one of those events yeah yeah, yeah. and so um, you know after I had seen this movie again the same kind of thing remember it fondly um, there is a person who went up on stage and so the moth is this you know avenue where people go up and tell true stories about their own lives and on a particular topic and uh, I think this one was like coincidence and so this guy goes up and tells a story about how like he used to have this thing where he would he would lie or like his kind of like secret escape that he had from his life and everything is that he would just sneak off to the movies and he wouldn't tell anybody like, Oh yeah. You told me about this. Yeah. And, um, and the day, the day that he got caught, like 
doing this like the fact that you know just simply going to movies like yeah and like you know he would like pay in cash and all kinds of stuff it was just like his like outlet that he didn't want to admit um was he got caught while he was watching this movie and so he like saw spectacular now yeah spectacular now and so had seen like a text message from his wife uh, you know like saying like wait like what is it like you know like basically confronting him about it and he's like well I wasn't going to deal with it then. I mean, I was in the movie, so yeah. <laughs> I shut off the phone. But basically how this movie Same. was his coincidence because, like, all the things that Miles Teller goes through, you know, is kind of, like, dealing with different parts of his life that he's kept hidden. Um, so anyway, that... Safe to also, say his experience with this movie was far different than ours. Yeah, and well, most to him, he, right co- he, connects yeah. It, he, connected, he connected the two in a way that now the movie itself has an even greater weight knowing, like that guy's story because the story that he told was pretty profound in the way that he told it and so now this movie has like an even greater weight it's like consider it i think it's a fantastic movie definitely prioritize watching it this week uh it's on netflix rodney how many synonyms can you come up with for the word spectacular right now i you know what? right now right now a special superb uh, outstanding superb. why are we focusing on the s's um sensational Ooh, um, another S word. Yeah, it's good enough. Pr- preferred. <laughs> it's not preferred. That's not a good one. Before we... Uh, before Do we, we pick spectacular now because we were following up the spooktacular spectacular? Ooh, maybe. Now? Maybe. maybe. Although, if it were you, though, it wouldn't be the spectacular now. It would be the spectacular later. <laughs> That's, you know, you're just going to come in a little bit later. might be spectacular, so, but it'll be later. Spectacular, but... Definitely not not now. So a couple shout outs to a couple of listeners before we move on. Um, you mentioned there's a new, new newer listener to the show who reached out to you, mm-hmm. uh, Sam, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And had indicated that you should not take what I say seriously about you being tiresome. Yeah. Because it might give you a complex. Did you, did, yeah. So I, I had a come to Jesus moment this week yeah. where um, another listener to the show, my wife, mm-hmm. said uh, that my humor is so dry and so straight faced in real life that and people will know I'm joking in real life. It doesn't come across in uh, podcast form. And I thought, wow, you are a genius. Like, <laughs> and so, it, and it, I realized, like, and it occurred to me, like, people who don't know me. So, like, at work, like, if there's someone new and I, like, I make, sometimes I'll make a joke. But I, like, it's, I'm very straight-faced in my humor. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. And I realized, like, there are things I've said that people have taken me extremely seriously about. So, I'm realizing that probably doesn't translate all that well. Uh, so, I want to take the moment to say... Very straight face, very seriously. Rodney, you are tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I, you know, here's the thing. Should I have known that? Because this whole time I've, I've never picked up. I, did, I didn't think that you had a lick of humor about you. I thought you were just dead serious all the time. So another shout out uh, actually comes from uh, new listener Braden. Okay. So Braden uh, is a guy I know through um, Alexa. You know, Alexa. That's her brother. He lives uh, in Kansas, and he's a super awesome dude. He shares my love for the Star Wars prequels. He started listening to well, that's a notable thing, Ronnie, because most people don't like the Star Wars prequels. But I, why are you it, looking? I, you gave me a look. I just, uh, I just he, gave, I, need, a, I gave a, a non, like a non look. Okay, well, take it back. So, Braden, Braden listened to one of our episodes, and it was one where we basically destroyed Tom Cruise for an entire episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the same episode, we listed all these great movies he's in and all the yeah. ones we love. And yeah. he did make a good point. Like, you know, for a more balanced episode, you should have had someone who really loved him, like, like you know, be able to defend him. So mm-hmm. in defense of Tom Cruise, I am open to that. Braden himself, an avid podcast listener of all sorts, and he started listening to ours, loves Tom Cruise. So I'm going to make a public invitation right now. Braden, if you are listening, and I will reach out to you, 
you can come on the show and you can defend Tom Cruise. That sounds good. I mean, yeah, I, I don't see why we wouldn't. I'm a big believer in uh, hearing both sides. So anyway, so that was our movie night of the week. Spectacular now, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1 on IMDb. It is on Netflix. Go watch it. It's very, very good. It's very good. Um, all right, Roddy. So a couple things from the news this week. We mentioned this last week. We never really touched on it too much, though. The Titanic 2, like an actual vessel, not the sequel to the movie. Because I don't know what that sequel is. Like. <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't know where you, they'd be like trying to recover the ship. Do, do you know that there was a, a, a book written, I think it was 10 years before the Titanic sailed, set sailed, and it was about a ship, the biggest ship ever that sunk when it hit an iceberg, and the name of it was like the Titania. And then 10 years later, the Titanic set sail, and then, and if you don't know this, Roddy, the Titanic sunk on its way. Oh, so, that's, yeah, no, that, that was, weird, the, part, anyway, that was so, the part I was missing. So the Titanic 2, okay, is going to set set sail, embark <laughs> its maiden voyage in 2022. Sally sold seashells down <laughs> by the seashore. In 2022 from Dubai. And it will follow the same route that the original uh, was supposed to <laughs> sail in 1912 uh, from Southampton, England to New York. Uh, the estimation is that it will arrive in New York, though, so it uh, won't be exact. I, I hope. Are they going to make a proclamation that this ship cannot sink? My question, though, is, like, if you're going to do an exact replica, might you say we might make a few changes? <laughs> so let's just say, but, theoretically, we do hit an iceberg. Should we not be using the latest technology to seal off the water? Nope. Only 1900s technology allowed. Do you think there's such thing as like iceberg insurance salesmen? Because someone's going to get a great sale on this one. <laughs> I I mean, I guess there has to be. Um, would I, you, if you had a free ticket, would you take that ride? Yeah, of course. What? Okay, this is morbid, but what if? I'm just saying, what if? Yeah. You know, what if? What, what if? What if what? Just, you know, history has a funny way of yeah i mean i guess the repeating same route does what? make me wonder like what iceberg did they hit and are there icebergs there year round like is that a thing that they need to be cautious of i, I don't know but are they putting like any defense for icebergs though just out of just out of pure safety i hope so you know i hope so what would an iceberg defense look like i think it'd laser be, beams i think it'd be a team of of men in a in a rowboat why not ahead. women because I think that this is this is a job that is very demeaning, and it should just be for 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 guys. Okay, yeah, I like we, it. We've yeah. had our time. Yeah, I like it. So I think what that would look like is just chipping away at the ice as you go. I think that's. I, I'm assuming that's what they're planning. I mean, at this point, why else would you take the voyage? I don't know. I but if it's going to take the exact same route, you have to wonder: like, are there icebergs still roughly in the same exact place? I don't know, but it's uh, it's sailing in 2022. Let's hope it makes it. Next thing in the news. Ready? Ready. Uh, William Daniels, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever watched that show. That's oh, one yeah. My, one no, of my I all-time favorites. Show, yeah. Love it. Uh, stops home robbery attempt at age 91. He's 91? That's not the that's not the part of the story you should be shocked That is by. more impressive. That's How? Because <laughs> he made it to 91. <laughs> So my favorite part about this story is I didn't, I only knew that that, because this was a headline that was kind of floating around social media, of course, you know, like Mr. Feeney stopped a robbery, which feels like something that would have happened in the show. But then I actually took the time to read what happens and all he did, 
<laughs> all he did was turn on the lights to his backyard and it scared the, the, the robber away, the potential robber away. That's all he did. That's so weak. That's all he did. First so, of all, hold on. It was his, it was his, ro- his like, house. It says he William Daniels and his wife, Bonnie, were in, in their San Fernando Valley home Saturday evening. The LAPD told uh, this TV station that an intruder forced open a back door, but then Daniels turned on the lights, thus scaring away the intruder. Police you don't even know. Po- it was probably a cat. So <laughs> this story, with that in mind, that all he did was flip a switch. Listen to this headline again. William Daniels, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, stops home robbery at age 91. So, I mean, like, if that's not a sign that you can't, you just can't trust what you read online. You just can't. Do you want to read the, the, the closing line of this article? I would love to. Actor Will Friedle, who played Eric Matthews on Boy Meets World, praised Daniels on Twitter. <laughs> my, my, it would have been better. Who are the bullies? Remember the guy? Yeah, uh, Harvey who, Kiner. Harvey Kiner, and yeah. Then, um, that would have been my... And, and then the, the, guy, other guy the guy is. Louis Lastic from Remember the Titans. Louis Lastic, yeah. I don't know what his name is. I on. would have loved to know that that was who the robbers were. Yeah, that would be great because then he would give him a life lesson and then be better off for it. Yeah, Louis Lastic. I mean, but if at, if at 91 he was giving these like 40-something-year-old men life lessons, would you say that they are better off for it or would you say, well, you know, all in all, Mr. Feeney didn't save everyone? I think they're... I think they're better off for it. I think we all could use some uh, some Mr. Feeney in our life from time to time. I have here the uh, 35 Boy Meets World quotes that prove Mr. Feeney was the awesomest old dude of the 90s from runt.com. I'm not going to read all of them. Runt? But, uh, I know you think I focus on the wrong thing, but why would you find something from runt.com? My favorite quote of, of his ever was when he said to them at the very last episode, do good. And Topanga said, don't you mean do well? And he said, no. Do good, Mr. Boo. That's not the best line. Well, you, I, you don't get to decide that. He, Give me more. That's the best one. You already made me feel self conscious about Runt Magazine, so I turned it off. Uh, last thing in the news: uh, Netflix is acquiring left and right actual physical movie theaters with the uh, with the anticipation of releasing Netflix originals in these theaters. Interesting. It's very interesting. Feels counterproductive to what they are. Yeah, you know, I mean, they are such a massive company now, and they've been so successful financially that it does feel like a move that's almost like, I don't know, feels like it's going backwards. I don't I don't understand why people would need to go see one of their movies in theaters, and I'd also wonder, well, like, I mean, are they showing only Netflix movies in theaters, or like, what's the model? So... I guess, like, I, I don't actually know, but my initial thinking was, if there is a movie that's big enough that they know, like, they're looking ahead, they have a movie that's definitely going to be one that everyone's going to want to see. You know, that's the thing is, like, as good as Netflix originals have become, because there are some that are really, really good, you're still lacking huge star power across the board. Like, you might get a singular, like, well-known actor, like mm-hmm. Will Smith and Bright or something, but you're not getting, like, this this... You know, ensemble cast in any Netflix original. So if they were to do that, and if they were to have this amazing, if, if let's put yeah. it this way, if Marvel, the MCU, if the next installment was to come out and it was going to be a Netflix original, mm-hmm. and it was only going to be released because of that in Netflix theaters, people would go to them. You know, here's what I would say. Or if a new I, Star Wars movie, it would never happen. I'm just saying. Yeah. Those I, types of things. Here's what I would say. I do think that 
it's interesting from the perspective. I feel like long term, it's more likely than not that this isn't like something that becomes a huge idea. But if it is going to be huge, I feel like it's not to me because they haven't been able to draw successful actors to a particular movie. But I think that their model, that they'd be able to recoup a lot more costs for a massive movie if they really wanted to make one quicker. Do you know what I mean? Because if you're Netflix right now, you're doing it to continue to make Netflix something that you're comfortable paying twelve ninety nine a month for. Mm-hmm. But they're not getting like a $250 million movie weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're never getting that money from right. Bright. You know, because right. I feel like Bright, Will Smith, Joel Egerton, like, yeah. And all of the effects, like I'm sure that movie costs them a ton of money that they would probably yeah. like to be able to potentially get. But if they're buying theaters, I wonder if they just put the movies up and they just say, if you have a Netflix like subscription, you can come in for free and then they just have a bunch of food there you can buy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like not come in yeah. for free, but come in with the subscription, like have some sort of an app you can download that proves your, your subscription yeah. you walk in, but that and is then they're just making money off of the, yeah. off of the, the sale. That's a really good point. Because but, I do like watching the experience, watching yeah. a movie in a theater. If it's, you know, bright for instance, cause we we're just talking about it, which we did an episode on. Like if I, like if you and I, like tonight it's Friday mm-hmm. night, like we both have Netflix subscriptions, right? right. We, we wouldn't have to go buy a movie ticket, but right. if it was a Netflix theater close by, we might decide. Yeah, I'll go watch this yeah. one thing that's playing. Interesting, though. Like, let's say that that was the model because I wasn't thinking about that, but I think yeah. that would make a lot of sense. I wonder if it would be a way of capturing additional money from people who, like, let's say I have a movie, a Netflix subscription, yeah, and I was going with someone. Yeah, force you to get a subscription because sometimes you borrow people's yeah. subscriptions, Yeah, right? right. It would make people want to each get their own subscription so they could go in and check in at these theaters. Right, and maybe then it adds to the number of people who have Netflix subscriptions, right? I mean, I think, you, we've, I think we figured it out. I think we got it. That's interesting. Now, what about? What, Do you is, have it? Yeah, I want to. Now, I want to know what the. Plan I don't is. know. We can look into it. Is this a separate, separate conversation though? Die Hard is the last thing actually in the news. Die Hard is being re-released in theaters this this Christmas. Okay, which may end the debate forever about whether or not it's a Christmas movie. Does it though? I don't think it does. I think it'll just rage it on even more. But that's like the the. Uh, I mean, that's more of a modern thing too. The re-release of of older movies into theater. I remember I went to go see Lion King in the theater again, mm-hmm. like five years ago. Um, and I think I watched the dark Knight. Batman begins in the dark Knight in theaters right before the third installment came out. Dark Knight rises. Wait, you saw them all three in the same day, all three in the same day. Yeah. Wow. It was really cool. It was like this event you could pay for and you just go watch all three in the theater in the same day. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, leading up to the midnight release of the dark yeah. Knight rises. I, 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 it's weird. Like you think like, why would you pay to see a movie you've already seen, especially one you might even own, but in a theater, but I would probably want to watch Die Hard on a big screen again. I would do it. You know, I, I watched Die Hard for the first time in the last year yeah, and a half. I was with you, I was so? with you when it right? happened. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'd seen like clips of it here and there, but, um, it's not about Die Hard though. It's about watching a movie you've already seen or an older movie on, or one that you could download on your, on your laptop. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 I'm, what versus- I'm saying is that, that I'm agreeing with you that, like, even still, I think that there is something about being able to relive that. There is something to be said about a movie theater experience. Especially if it's a movie like Avatar, which was Which is also incredible... something that we can say about Netflix, I think. Yeah. Netflix and themselves, who are extremely successful at streaming, that the pure reason that they're so successful is people like the convenience of being able to stream. They themselves are saying... That this isn't like this isn't the only way people like to watch movies. That people do love a theater, and therefore we're thinking about figuring out a way of making a model where we also have theaters work. 
Yeah. I mean, if, if a Netflix theater is near us, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. For sure. And Have I they think, bought one near us? I think they should, they should bring us in for strategy because we just figured out a good business model I, for them. I agree. I yeah. think that... Have everyone yeah. have their own subscription. That way, if they didn't before, they make sure they do. You know, you can go in and you can watch whatever movies they have playing at a certain time, and they're going to make money off of the popcorn sales. Not from me. I don't eat popcorn, but I'll buy a soda. Yeah, interesting. I wonder. I mean, it's like Movie Pass in another form. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, this is it just me, or is this episode a bit more cerebral than normal? A bit more theoretical and conversational than than less laughs, more 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 thinking. Yeah, it is do, more thinking. Do we need the? I feel like. Is Lyndon the key? Is Lyndon the key to humor? I I know he's saving people right now, but he, he's what? I thought he was just tired. Maybe tired of us. Tiresome. I think it is. Tires. No, I think he's just he. I think he he says he's tired, but I think that means that he must. I think he has to dig deep now. Well, I'm pretty excited for next week's episode because it's one we've been planning for a long time, uh, and I can't give anything away, but it is going to be. In both interactive and fun, and I'm excited to see Rodney's contribution to it. I uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Basically, what they're saying, what he said, what they're saying, what he's saying is that him and Linda must have something planned to embarrass me. No, 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 no. I don't know at all what you're talking about. But that's the thing is, we, we all have three talked about it, and you don't remember, which increases the chances that it's not going to be great. So I can't wait for next week. Uh, anyway, you can find us great or it's going to be great because I don't remember on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at down the hall guys. We're on Instagram. I don't understand why you don't answer my question. Down the hall podcast.com. Uh, we gave you spectacular. Oh, I do remember as, uh, as a movie night pick of the week. And we hope you join us next week too. That's the trivia. I'm Chet. We'll see you next week.